listening to Sugar House Sound. Hello, and welcome to Westminster Stories, a podcast series forum for students to tell stories that reflect the diversity of our student body. This is Megan Schuster, and we sat down today with Emily Quinn, a grad student and intersex advocate, to talk about her life as an intersex person and the movement for non-binary gender acceptance. Though the condition is widely overlooked, the Intersex Society of North America estimates that one in every 1,500 births is intersex. We hope that Emily's story, in her own words, can shed some light on the issue. Hi, my name is Emily Quinn, and I am a 26-year-old grad student here at Westminster, and I am intersex. Intersex is a general term to describe people who are born with biology that doesn't fit the typical definition of male or female. So it's a really broad description, basically meaning that um, people's biology doesn't necessarily fit into the typical male or female box that we're always taught in school. In our society, we often think that people are either only male or female based on um, genitalia, but actually sex and biological sex and gender is a lot more complicated than that and biological sex um, encompasses a whole lot of different things from gonads to chromosomes to hormone production, hormone response. It's kind of a a much bigger topic, but we, for some reason in our society, try to boil it down to just penis or vagina, but it's actually a lot more complex than that. I think the biggest issue is that because we only have these small boxes, when somebody's body doesn't necessarily fit into one of those male or female boxes, Rather than deeming that as normal or acceptable or okay in the society, we instead, and doctors specifically, end up wanting to fix it and see it as a problem that needs to be fixed, which isn't true at all, but it usually ends up in very harmful, irreversible, and often non-consensual surgeries um, that can really mess up individuals' lives, unfortunately. Oftentimes, doctors will operate on children, either when they're born or as they're going through puberty. Often that means that kids then have to go on hormone replacement therapy for the rest of their lives, which can be really harmful sometimes. Um, Oftentimes, surgeries will remove um, healthy functioning tissue simply because uh, doctors don't like the way it looked, which can be really harmful. It can cause a lot of scar tissue, a lot of pain, a lot of um, incontinence and urinary issues. Um, It can often remove all sexual function as well. So when I was 10, um, I went to a gynecologist for the first time and... um, He basically sat me down and uh, told me that I have what is called androgen insensitivity syndrome, which means my body doesn't respond to uh, androgens or what we typically think of as testosterone. So um, as I got older, I didn't really know what that meant. All I knew is that I couldn't really have kids or that I couldn't have a period, but um, we never really dealt with it. And my parents were really worried about me getting bullied because our society doesn't really accept people whose bodies are different. And so they told me not to talk about it, but we never really kind of explained it. And so I was always told not to really talk about my body or my experiences. And and while they had my best interests at heart as a kid, that kind of really just made me feel like I was a freak or that I couldn't, that it was shameful. Um, I don't know, it was really scary, I think, and um, especially once I was 12, 13, 14, I started doing a lot more research on the internet, and that was really, um, I don't know, that was pretty 
damaging. There wasn't a lot of good information out there. And nobody, nobody was really saying anything positive about intersex people or um, intersex bodies. So it was really, I don't know, it was just a very scary time and I felt very alone. And um, I was often told that I was really the only one like me or that there weren't a lot of other people like me. So I didn't really have anyone to turn to or talk to about it. And um, yeah, it was really hard, especially being here in Utah where um, there's such a, a drive for women to have children and to get married and that you know, so many women place their value here on becoming a mother or having kids. And um, that made it really, really hard and scary to try to navigate puberty knowing that I wouldn't, I wasn't a real, quote unquote, a real woman or um, I definitely felt inadequate as a girl a lot and it made dating really hard and um, I never dated in high school. When I was 17, I had just graduated high school and I saw a gynecologist who um, basically told me that I would never be able to have sex unless she did a vaginoplasty on me. And um, that's basically where they craft a vagina um, using different skin from part of your body. And she had told me that they were going to take a skin graft from my thigh and um, basically, quote unquote, build a vagina, even though I have one. I'm not sure where she was going, but I think it kind of just goes back to our binary notions of what genitalia is and what it should be. Um, so this was right before I was going off to college. And... I was just like, I, I can't do this right now. Like I have, I have so many other things going on. I can't really think about this. And so I was like, I'll just, I'll come back next year and I'll do it. And um, I never did. And now that I know so many other intersex people, I know some, so many people who have been manipulated into having vaginoplasties or other surgeries like that, that um, where doctors have botched the surgeries. And um, it's a very delicate, thing to be doing um and so many of my friends now have so many medical issues because of these surgeries and it's based on this binary idea that you know I quote I need to have sex with my husband one day and so um a lot of a lot of people have had these surgeries and then turns out they either don't identify as girls later or they're interested in girls so they don't need to worry about having a, um, a, an acceptable vagina by medical standards. So it's, it's really, it's such a, it's such a weird, um, thing that goes on in the medical industry. And so many friends who've had issues since they've had, since they've been operated on. And, um, for me, I just feel so lucky that I always talk about this feeling that I've escaped surgery just because for me, I really, I really have. It was, I could have been the one being operated on if doctors had talked to me a year earlier or, you know, if I was in a different place in my life, it just kind of was pure luck and timing that I had escaped the surgery. And um, same with all of my gonad surgeries. I mean, a lot of times it just, we just never dealt with it. And um, I really kind of came out of those situations really lucky. And, um, a lot of a lot of my friends have had their genitals mutilated just because they weren't as lucky as I've been so it's definitely 
Um, there's definitely a feeling of survivor's guilt in that way. I, I feel bad for being gr feeling grateful when it sucks that that you know that's happening to people, and, and there's no reason for it other than the fact that we um, live in a society where our bodies aren't accepted yet, and that's I think that's really unfortunate. I ended up finding a support group here in the U.S., and um, it was totally life-changing um, just to kind of meet other people and other people who had gone through similar things that I had and similar experiences, and um, it was just really empowering. It, after that, I just I knew that I didn't want anyone else to feel the way that I had felt growing up. I didn't want anyone else to feel so alone or isolated or ashamed of their bodies and I kind of the second I started meeting other people I knew I wanted to become an advocate just because it um, it just seemed too important if it was just telling my story would help one person feel like they uh, weren't so alone that it was too important not to do so um, yeah I was working in LA and Hollywood and there was a MTV show that was had an intersex character and um, I ended up coming out on a PSA on <laughs> MTV with the release of the show or the premiere of the show. So it was a much bigger coming out than I had ever anticipated. But um, yeah, it's been kind of a whirlwind since then. So yeah. I think there are definitely um, misconceptions about intersex people. Nobody, I mean, for the most part, people don't really know what intersex is. Um, whenever that's the that's the problem with coming out as intersex is I can't just come out as gay and people are like okay cool you're awesome like nobody knows what it is um so I always have to come out with then a big explanation or biology lesson and like explain to people oh like actually everything you've learned is wrong and I exist and this is this is what happens I would love for intersex to be a household word at some point in the near future. I think if people understood that intersex people existed, it would help people be more accepting of all sex and gender differences or diversity. Um, I think that's, that's really the ultimate goal, just to create a more open and accepting society of all bodies and gender identities and sex identities and sexual orientations and what have you. Um, but yeah, I think I'm really working to just sort of educate people about, you know, what really happens with sexual differentiation or biology or um, teach people that intersex people exist and we're not rare, we're just invisible and no one really talks about it, unfortunately. So we're just trying to change the conversation and um, tell people a little bit more about our experiences and also talk about these surgeries that happen because they happen all over the world on a daily basis and they really need to stop and um, hopefully one day that that will happen. I think it's really important that people don't make assumptions about other people based on the way they appear or what, what you think is between their legs. It's, it's really hard for intersex people to navigate a world that doesn't make room for our experiences and our realities. So. Um, I think that's kind of the goal that just one day we live in a society that acknowledges our existence and that we feel accepted and welcome and um, aren't don't have to be ashamed or operated on or um, 
treated like we're any different than anyone else. If there's anybody looking to, um, or anybody who thinks they might be intersex or is intersex and looking to, or is looking to join a support group, um, there's an incredible AISDSD support group here in the U.S., um, or they can always reach out to me. (laughs) 